now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are the Derriers. We're doing what we do, Roger. Yes. That's the one thing we kind of do okay. And we just continue to do it. We just keep doing it. Because we have no other direction. When you found your niche, you just stick with We're it. kind of rudderless. That's it. And, and that. our particular niche happens to be that we just travel around the country, right? Yeah. We just pick up music wherever we can find it. Well, yeah. It's, it it happens to be everywhere. It is everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and people ask us, they say, Derriere's. Well, exactly what is Americana music? This Americana music that you talk about. Well, what, we talk about it, it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and what is it? Like, we're some kind of experts. We are not. Which we aren't. <laughs> no, we're not. But we do we do have a definition, which is kind of really an opinion. That's right. It's our opinion. Yeah. It's our show. It's our show. That's right. And and we think that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. That's, that's right. right. And that's a mighty broad palette. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it it, it gives us uh, access to all kind of great music. I mean, for instance, it could be folk. It could be it could, obviously. It could be jazz. It could be. Folk rock. It could be soul. <laughs> it could be Zydeco. Sea shanties. Pan Alley. Rumba. Chicken scratch. <laughs> Bubble gum. <laughs> uh, you know, it could be uh, honky tonk. Oh, it could be country. Uh, Tex Mex. It could be just about anything. You know what else it could be? It could be Boogaloo. boogaloo. That's yeah. our favorite thing. We and just we like just to say, like to boogaloo. say the Boogaloo. That's and, right. But we need to have more Boogaloo on this show. I, I agree with you. Uh, well, the format of the show is that uh, each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes. That's that, the only rule we have. No, Well, we have not disclosed them to each That's other. That's right. And uh, we take turns starting the show, and it's an odd-numbered show, so obviously, Leo, uh, you get to start. Well, okay. Uh, you're going <laughs> to love this. I can't wait. <laughs> You have that look about you. I have got a look about me. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm going to play some uh, a music of a style that's called Boogaloo. Yes! It had to happen. Sooner or later. No less than serious. We were talking about so much. I said, you know, I really got to... I gotta get serious about this. You, yeah. you want to know something funny? What's that? I had researched a boogaloo oh, tune too. But I, I mean, that's fine. It, it'll sit there t- and that's simmer. That's okay. It it'll d- sit it there and just simmer. bop along until we uh, we choose it from the queue. <laughs> well, so, yeah, uh, who'd you happen. get? Well, listen. I found these guys. Now, first of all, first of all, let's just talk about boogaloo music for just a little bit. Let's let's define the genre, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Boogaloo music actually originated in New York City. Yes. And and mainly among uh, teenage African-Americans and Latinos, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was kind of a mixture of different kinds of influences. And uh, but it was it it really evolved into a big dance kind of, uh, you know, genre. And um, it kind of fell out of favor after the 60s, you know, when other uh, forms kind of took it over. But then it came back. And here's this band I found called the Boogaloo Assassins. Oh, nice. That's a <laughs> I, great name. I looked at the name and go, I like this already. Yeah. These guys, uh, they are uh, 
they are Cuban, African. There's a lot of bunch of them. They're out of L.A. actually. And uh, this this particular band has has come out of the woodwork. This thirteen pieces. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And they get together like every week. And we can't afford to pay our our six piece band. I, good point. You yeah. know, I was thinking, how hard does it hold uh, a six piece band together? Right? right. These got thirteen pieces, and they're just tearing it up, man. Wow. They're they're having a, a big old time with it. But the, uh, the lately they've been out working working the circuit a little bit. But they've got this album. That I I, uh, I picked up in uh, t- from 2013, right? And they've got a song on there that just tears it up. I, I'm not even going to say any more about it. This is the Boogaloo Assassins from uh, 2013, and the song is called "No, No, No." No 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. There you go. Yep. We, we finally got some boogaloo in. I, you know, I just, I have to thank you. I'm almost speechless. Uh, but thank you for for getting me my very own Carmen Miranda hat. <laughs> You're welcome, Roger. Man. <laughs> I was going to save it to your birthday, but it was... Well, this is too, up too perfect a time. Yeah, it was. It yeah. just had to happen right now. Yeah. Did you notice the extra bananas on it? <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so thank you. That was... You, you really went out all out on it. Oh, so. I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. You're uh, welcome. Okay, well, I'm going to take us somewhere else, because uh, uh, where do you go after Boogaloo? I, you know, I mean, it's The neighbors would it. like to know where we're going, you know, to. In those Carmen Miranda hats. In those Carmen Miranda hats, too. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, I look back. Uh, episode four, I featured a duo called Rachel and Vicre. Okay. Remember, it was a real pretty duo. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a yeah. long time ago. long but, time ago, yeah. okay. Well, Rachel... Price has stumbled across um, my sites again. Uh, again, I just ran into this, and, and when I started looking into it, tied all that in. All right. So she was born in Sydney, Australia, grew up in Tennessee, graduating from the New England Conservatory of Music. Now, that is a mixture, That's right? a mixture, yeah. She, now, listen to this. She's the great-granddaughter of Seventh-day Adventist leader George McGreedy Price, the granddaughter of Hollywood actor John Shelton, and the daughter of composer and conductor Tom Price. Wow. Nice So she you know, grew up in the business, obviously. Yeah. Recorded her first album when she was 17. She admires Bonnie Raitt and Nancy Wilson in part for their longevity in the music business. Right. And there's some real truth there. Uh, in 2003, she received an honorable mention at the Montrove Jazz Festival's International Jazz Vocal Competition, 2004, she was semifinalist and youngest competitor in the history of the Thelonious Monk Institute vocal competition. Really? So she's really done some stuff. Uh, she has another band that I, I think we're going to look into. It's called uh, Lake Street Dive. Now, interestingly enough, you just featured a tune called Lake Street. No, Lake Street. No, Lake Shore Drive. Lake Shore Drive. Right. Okay. It, right. it threw me for a yeah. uh, boot. So, uh, but anyway, um, so uh, Rachel. Price and Vicray, uh, uh, Vilray, I'm sorry, I said Vicray, Vilray, they also met at the New England Conservatory, and they did that duo, that really All pretty right. stuff. But uh, she did this uh, album uh, back in 2008, and it's Rachel Price and the Tennessee Terraplanes. I could not find out anything about the Tennessee Terraplanes, although they're great players. I have no idea who they are. But this album from 2008, Refreshingly Cool. <laughs> oh. And uh, we're going to listen to the song, Whose Honey Are You? Sugar-coated lips Who's gonna get you 
Some Sunday go meeting Whose little heart leaps and wants you for keeps Whose honey are you? Swinging. That's some good stuff, man. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That whole album is just a ton of fun. I that's really cool. Good road music. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Okay, back to you, Leo. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna revert back to this band. Years and years ago, I, I wanted to do this song. Okay, this song kind of it, it just appeals to me uh, uh, for a certain reason. But let's back up and tell you who we're talking about. Okay, that'd probably be a good idea. Uh, that would be a good idea. This band was actually called uh, the Mutineers when they formed. They got together in Durant, Oklahoma at Southeastern State College in 1962. Okay. All right. And the band members crossed paths at the university and they began performing a repertoire. They started doing a bunch of Bo Diddley stuff and Dwayne Eddy, you know, guitar stuff and everything. Standards. And they got to be uh, really popular on campus and stuff. They were playing a lot. Anyway, um, they didn't sing much for a while. And, and then they got this, uh, they got a new guy in the band and, and they started to change the emphasis a little bit more to the band. Well, certainly, uh, what happened was at, at about, um, 1965 or so, they finally got noticed by a label and, uh, they got to work with the label and everything and they changed the name of the band and they went to calling themselves the Five Americans. Ah. Okay. Okay. Now, they were influenced by the British invasion. Right, and they the the Beatles and stuff with all their stuff that they were doing, and so they're kind of chunking along and doing some pretty good music. But then something happened. Oh, what? This is cool. Tell me more. I can relate to this. The thing that happened was called the Vox Continental. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh huh. This is a keyboard that came out, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, it was a transistorized uh, kind of a combo organ. That was manufactured between 1962 and 1970 by uh, 71 by this British uh, musical equipment manufacturer, right? 
and it was designed for touring musicians and uh, as an alternative to the heavy, you know, the big Hammond, Hammond organ. organs. Right, right. The, the Leslie and all right, that. Right, right. And it had drawbars and stuff that would change voicings and stuff. It was really cool. And I have a personal seminal reaction to this thing because in 1968, I was I almost – I wanted one of these things so bad. <laughs> I, I, went, I didn't even play keyboards, you know. Uh-huh. But it, it had uh, what I liked about it, it had the reversed color on the keys. Right. You know, the black ones were white and the white ones were black. Oh. I think we've talked about this we instrument have. before. But we have. It, it, it certainly bears uh, revisiting. Oh, it, it, was, it was just, you know, I always wanted this. Well, anyway, they got to messing around with it, and it kind of changed the whole sound of the band, right? Now, they went on, and they had a, they had a kind of moderate success and everything, but... It happened um, that one of the band members died and another one died, and the the uh, catalog of their work uh, ended up in the hands of a management agency, right? So yeah. all of their creative, creative that's work going, yeah, yeah. But guess what? What? Uh, the, after the lead singer's death in 1996, all the rights to their songs should have reverted to the original group, uh, but the uh, the record company bought all the original tapes. But check this out. The five Americans are now receiving their share of all the sales and publishing royalties. Seriously? Yeah. The right thing happened on this one. Wow. Really cool. That's so rare. It really is. So I've always thought uh, this would be a a good song to play. But anyway, they had this one big hit from 1967, and it was uh, called Western Union. Things will be 
Yeah, I, I, I just love that that whole vibe, you know. That's great. You know, um, I, I had to go back and look, and uh, uh, episode, uh, if you go to thedairyers.com, go to our opening page and scroll down from episode 49. 49, wow. There's a... a a picture of the Vox Continental. There, yeah. So I went back and looked, and we covered uh, Question Mark and Mysterious. That's right, 96, 96 Tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, if they want to see a picture of it, it's there. Well, uh, there you go. A yeah. little moment in rock and roll history. That was great, Leo. And, and look at the time. Yeah, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, we've got uh, tomorrow's moving day, of course. It's always moving day yeah. on Sunday. And now. so we have to uh, go out. We've got to go police the area, and yeah. uh, we have to check that. Lefter inside duel. And yeah. guess what? What? Since it's an odd numbered show, uh, you get to check the tire. <laughs> okay, so, okay. better okay. go get suited up. I'm going to go get suited up. Uh, go get your. Give me a minute. I got to take my Carmen Miranda hat off yeah. first. Yeah, it's kind of getting in the way of your headphones. Anyway. Well, that's true. Yeah. Why don't you take mine over and, and put them? Uh, uh, fine. Yeah. We'll hang them up together. I, I, I mounted hooks in, in the closet. <laughs> and they're, and his, they're labeled. Don't put mine on your hook. His and his. <laughs> Carmen Miranda hats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, well, we'll be right back. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. Well, we're back. I, we're both back. Yeah. yeah. Good to, mm-hmm. It's good to see you back, Leo. No thanks to you. Why? S- sending me out there with that tire. It's your turn. I know it's, it's my turn. Yeah. So how was it? Three pounds down. Okay, that's just pretty standard. If that thing ever gets below like five or six pounds, we're buying a new tire. We're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to make some money first. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Okay, fine. So I got it aired up. It's Thank all you. good to go. Yeah. Well, good, Leo. We're fine. Thank yeah. You. You're Thank you for going the extra uh, several feet to nope. the other side of no the No problem. Uh, well, we are uh, broadcasting this week uh, from the beautiful Shady Grove RV Park right here in Bluffton, South Carolina. You know, that was just a, a, a great little dart throw right there. I, you know, sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes a, not so much. We end up in a truck stop. That's yeah. right. We've done that yeah. more than once. Yeah. This, you know, this town, you know, sometimes I have to, I have trouble finding stuff to talk about, you know. Yeah. Or, 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 or a, a person that can actually a person. Con- to converse with. The lady at the library, uh-huh. I asked her a couple of questions, and she just wouldn't shut up. She spilled her guts. Blah, blah, blah. God, nobody's been in here for a, <laughs> like three months. And no, but, but she had it all, man. <laughs> she had well, it all. Well, tell us more. Well, they said that, tell us something. They said that Bluffton is the heart of the low country, and that it, it's a town that appreciates the past, focuses on today, and is planning together for a greater future. They have that printed on the sidewalk in front of the library there. <laughs> Well, that's good to have well, a mission statement. Or it something. is pretty good. It's pretty. The town was is it's an old town. It was incorporated in um, like eight fifteen eighteen fifty two, I think, and it was a one square. It started out as a one square mile river town. Wow, uh, just like a little square. The town earned its name because of its original one square mile jurisdiction on a bluff above the May River. Right, and they call okay. it Bluffton's Heart. And it's a beautiful town, man. I mean, it survived a lot of strange stuff. The Civil War and everything. A lot of towns in this part of the country were literally burnt to the ground. You oh, know? sure, yeah. Uh, but this town pretty much survived all that. Um, it's called, a lot of people say it's one of the last true coastal uh, villages of the South. Wow. Right? right? And it's it's uh, eclectic. 
kind of a place. It's it's full of artists and galleries and festivals and parades, none of which have happened while we've been here. Well, no. It's a bad timing, I think, yeah. on our part. Yeah, it generally seems, <laughs> seems to be the way it works. It's just kind us. of the way it goes. Yeah. But anyway, it's a it's a beautiful town. I mean, and people are now have kind of discovered the town. The population has been really exploding over the last few years. And uh, they, they come down for the Oyster Fest, and the, there's all kinds of stuff going on down here. Yeah. So. So, you know, we could probably spend more than a week down here, but we've had a, a pretty good time. We have had a good time. Yeah, it's been fun down yeah, here. Yeah, it's good. So there you go, Roger. Well, thank you, Leo. You know, people ask us, they say, Darius, uh, what's the deal, you guys? You're you're traveling around the country in that old RV. You, you stay in really crummy places, and then, <laughs> then you go to the East Coast and find a gym. And, Boom. You yeah. Know. And, and, then, and what's that all about? What is all that about? Well, you know, unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches, ranches yes, you know, uh-huh. uh, we used to whine about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. They have a ranch, and we didn't get a ranch. <laughs> but we, it turns out... Well, our pal Suzanne said it straight. She said, correct. She said, look at it this way, guys. She said, you have the entire... Continental United States, that's uh, right, border to border and ocean to ocean, ocean, to ocean which yep. we could drive into out here if we're not careful. <laughs> well, we're that close. If we if we turn right, yeah, we'll go into the ocean. Yeah, okay. So let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, you could say we have a ranch without, without fences. fences. Yes, yeah. And we roam that range in our RV called Ramblin' Rose. Gets us there every time. She so does, man. Yeah. You gotta love it. Yep. Okay, where are we, Roger? Well, I think it's back to me, Leo. I think it is too. Um, okay, you know, you, you know, we both love big band music. Yes, we do. And I was doing a little research and I ran into a guy that we have not yet featured, I do, do not believe, George Robert Crosby. Ah, uh, the Crosby name sounds familiar. Bob Crosby. Bob Crosby, okay. Yeah. So he was the uh, younger brother of Bing Crosby. Bing, yep. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so he had his own orchestra, um, and uh, but they they also had kind of a subgroup, an octet called the Bobcats. Oh! And they did like mostly like Dixieland I have type heard stuff, of that. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, but Bob Crosby himself, he he f- was guest starred in the Giselle McKenzie show. He was a regular cast member of the Jack Mitty program, mm-hmm. and he ended up taking over the role band leader after Phil Harris left. And he ended up hosting his own afternoon TV variety show on CBS, the Bob Crosby Show, from fifty three to fifty seven. He actually received two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for te- for television and one for radio. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? Wow, yeah. So I believe we have at least talked about him in the past. I think it was episode maybe 112-ish when we talked about um, uh, Luli Jean Norman, the gal with the four-octave range. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. And right, right, uh, right. She, did, she did sing with the Bob Crosby Orchestra. This may be her singing on this. I couldn't figure it out. I found this uh, really cool uh, set. It's called Vintage Jazz Archives, uh, Volume 1 and 2. This is Volume 1 from 1937 to 1938. And you're going to hear Bob Crosby and the Bob Links do Home on the Range like you have never heard it before. <laughs> Our state song. Buckle up. Home on the Range. Give me a home 
where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. Home, home on the range, where deer and antelope play. Whenever is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day But when it comes to paying taxes, I'll take my home on the range. Okay, I never heard it that way before. Isn't that fun? Man. Yeah. And that's not that's not the way we learned it. Oh, no way. No way, baby. Yeah, but it's good. It does swing. All right, Leo. Well, I think it's back over to your side. I'm gonna I'm gonna go circle back and I'm gonna cover somebody we've actually touched on once before. I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, Janice Joplin. Oh, sure. Okay. And uh I you know, I thought I knew I, I I've studied up on Janice Joplin a lot. I I'm a big fan of hers. And I was especially fond of an album that came out in 1970 uh, called Pearl. Oh, yeah. And it was the last album uh, that she produced, and it was actually released posthumously um, in that she passed away before the album was actually produced. Um, but on that, on that album is a song that has kind of an interesting history, and it's a song called... Um, uh, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Oh yeah, great too. Okay, now you know it's. I've always loved it. The way it was recorded is just a little acapella thing that's stuck in right, kind of in the middle of the album. Uh huh. Well, the thing about it is, is that's a song that uh, she kind of shared with her a, a few other people. It's kind of a ditty. Okay. Right. And uh, she ended up hanging with some other people, and they were kind of adding stuff. And and she kind of learned it one night. She'd been out uh, for a couple of drinks before a set at, at a concert. And surprised the band and everybody else uh, by just to say, hey, I'm going to sing this song that I just made up. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so she launched, and the band is kind of freaking out, you know. Okay. Uh, they don't know whether to play along with her or not. They're kind of noodling around trying to figure out what key she's in, and they finally just get up, and she just sings an acapella. Ah. Uh, so it kind of became a thing. You know, she started doing this a, a few more shows, and she said, I'm going to do it at Acapulco, right? Right. Which is the, what people say when they mean you know, acapella, whatever. Well, listen, she was playing, uh, she had been with Big Brother and the Holding Company before that time. Sure. And by by the time she did this album, she was with with a band called Full Tilt Boogie. And they were in the studio. And um, when something happened, they were recording, uh, and something happened to the tape recorder. They they were running two-inch tape. Sure. On a big machine, which is why we've recorded that way before. You bet. Okay, so something was wrong, and they started had fuss with the with the machine. Well, so they're all in the booth. The the band is in the booth. Janice is in an isolation booth on her own. Okay. And she sees that the energy is kind of fading, right? And she says, guys are kind of getting restless. So uh, she just starts singing this song. You know, huh. said, oh Lord, what's your baby? And totally you know, just just screw around and entertain everybody. And you can hear her stomping her feet, and you can hear her bracelets rattling uh, rattling around in the recording. And but the thing is that the two inch machine was broken. Well, it just so happened the producer was in the habit of running a two track quarter inch all the time. Oh, so that if something happened, you know, yeah, some- he he wouldn't miss it. So he just happened to be rolling tape. When she did this little ditty. I'll be darned. And so when they came to produce the album, they said, no, we got to leave it just the way it is. That's, that's going to go on this album. Oh, it's great they just did the that. Just the way it is. There you go. So that's the backstory on this thing. So let's listen to Janis Joplin. This is a great little, great little ditty called, Oh Lord, Won't You Buy Me a Mercedes Benz. I'd like to do a song of great social and political import. It goes like this. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing four dollars is trying to find me. I wait for delivery each day until three. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm counting on you, Lord. Please don't let me down. Prove that you love me. And by the next round, oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? Everybody, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me? A Mercedes Benz. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great laugh. You know, uh, hey, I look back, and um, the uh, 
We we actually have not featured her by herself before. She was in the Bur- Burns mashup. That's right. You that's did right. Uh, yeah. episode one nineteen. If anybody yeah, wants to go yeah. back and listen to that, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And and there's kind of a postscript. Just this rock legend that we're talking about. She actually passed away three days after this tape was made. Oh, I so didn't know that. The last thing she recorded was that song. All right, there you go, Raj. Well, back to me, huh? Yes, it's back to you. Okay, well, thank you to our pal Jason for this next uh, hit. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, it's just the song title. I knew I had to feature it. Why don't you haul off and love me one more time, man? <laughs> what do you got to lose? Well, the guy's name was Wayne Rainey. Now he was born in uh, 1921. Uh, he was a country singer and uh, really known for his harmonica player playing. Yeah. He was born on a farm near Wolf Bayou, uh, Arkansas, and he was the youngest of five children. Uh, he was born with a foot deformity, so he could not do heavy labor. So he learned how to play the harmonica, and then he moved to um, Mexico at age 13, where he played on a radio station, and he met a guy by the name of Lonnie Glosson who ended up being a longtime musical associate. So um, uh, then they they moved on. They found work at a, a radio station in Little Rock in 1938. And then they worked out of Cincinnati, played on syndicated radio. But they also, this is the big part of it, they established a harmonica mail order business. Which <laughs> in, really? Yeah, which ended. And so listen, this is like 1938, right? It ended up being enormously successful. They sold millions of harmonicas wow. and played a major role in turning the harmonica into a popular instrument. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's Isn't that something? So he played with the Delmore brothers in yep. the years after World War II, and then he launched a solo career in 1948, and his first two singles, Lost John Boogie and Jack and Jill Boogie, both reached the top 15 in the U.S. country charts. Hmm. And then um, the one we're going to play, Why Don't You Haul Off and Love Me? I love in, the, first of all, I love the title. Why Don't You Haul Off and Love Me One More Time? That, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> it was a number one country hit and also hit the top 40 of the pop charts. <laughs> He played the Grand Ole Opry in 53, worked on the California Hayride and the uh, WWVA Jamboree. And uh, in the 50s, in the late 50s, he worked as a DJ, a record producer, and label owner, uh, owner starting Rimrock Records, who we talked about yes, before, we have. right? Yes, uh-huh. So, uh, and then he wrote the uh, 1959 Christian revival song, We Need a Whole Lot More of Jesus and a Lot Less Rock and Roll. <laughs> and that's been covered by a lot of people, including Linda Ronstadt. So, uh, oh, man. So he recorded country music into the early 60s. Uh, he passed away in 93, but he, uh, including his own record label, but he ceased the mail order business in 1960 after selling millions of harmonicas. That's amazing. So this is a great one. It came from an album called Songs of the Hills from 1958. Thank you, Jason, for this one. Why don't you haul off and love me one more time? They say a love bug will get you at the age of 43. I'm not telling my age, but something got a hold of me. I'm just craving some loving in the old-fashioned way. Honey, lend an ear and listen to all I have to say. Why? You squeeze me until I'm turning blind If you don't cuddle up and love me like I want you to do I'm gonna fall off and die 
come a little closer Put your little hand in mine Let me feel your arms about me Honey, please don't change your mind For my lovesick heart's a-throbbing As I hold you close to mine I'm bound to have a lot of lovin' Waitin' for me on the line Why? near me, hear you breathing soft and fine, I can feel the matrimony crawling up and down my spine, I don't believe the love will hurt you cause it feels so nice and kind, it seems mighty close to heaven when your love is on the That's what I haven't heard before. Yeah. We got to learn that one. That's yeah, a good one. What is, hey, thank what? you, Jason, for that. That's a great one. Do, uh, do you hear what? that? Oh yeah. Oh, it's the news sticker. What? Oh, what's a good? Oh, there's breaking news. What is that? Oh boy. Uh, well, listen. Okay. We are not going to interrupt this record. Yes, we are. The flying saucer has landed again. Washington. The Secretary of Defense has just said... That was Skinny Dynamo's record. That's a shame. Have you seen the John Cameron Cameron Part 2? Gathered around me are several of the spacemen. Tell us, have you come to conquer the world? And now would you repeat that in English? Don't want the world to have and hold. We return you now to our studios. Here is a news item from Washington. The president has just issued a statement to the spacemen, and we quote... You can do anything for me, for my shoes. That was Pa Gherkin's record, Shoes. We switch you again downtown. This is John Cameron Cameron downtown. Uh, Professor Cedric of the British Institute, tell us, uh, how were the saucers able to land? Where do you see... The motor cooled down, the heat went down. That was Huckleberry's recording... The motor cooled down. Uh, this is John Cameron Cameron again. I believe the spaceman has a final parting word. See you later, alligator. We return you now to our studio. The spacemen have gone again. But look to the skies. The saucers will always be there. Always be there. Goodbye, Earth people. Yes, we are. 
Uh, of course, that's what we do best. We, we're backing up kinds of guys. That's that's it, exactly. We have backed ourselves into a lot of corners in our lifetime. We have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The good news is if you do that, you can drive out. You can drive out. That's yeah. true. That's right. <laughs> Dad always said never drive into something you can't back out of. That's, that's, that's right. That's it. Okay. Well, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where we just, you know, get right down and beg, beg, yeah, uh, beg people yeah. to go to our websites and. Uh, you I mean, know, come on, what's it hurt for you to just take I a mean, minute? We spend a lot of time working on them, and uh, you could at least check it You're out. You're here for you like know? an hour, right? We we spend like days working on. Oh them yeah. yeah, we do. So uh, of course, the one for this show is. TheDerriers.com. And please, if, you do, if you've never listened to us before, which you really shouldn't. You should. <laughs> but you should this time. Uh, whatever you do, don't forget the. the. That's oh, very important. It's a tiny word, but it, if you forget it, we guarantee you will never, never forget, forget it, it again. No. And we're not going to even explain. Nope. It's, it's on you not, yeah. not to go there. Don't make yeah. that mistake. Don't do it. Don't whatever do it. Whatever you do. Okay. Um, and, of course, the one for the band is... Well, that's 3trailswest.com. That's with the number three on it. And that's our band uh, site there. Right. You, you can look at our schedule and order stuff on it. Please yeah. order some of our T-shirts. Yeah, we, our T-shirts we got a are bunch super of them, cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of content. content. Yeah. And if you look at it, we're pretty certain you will be... Contented, contented, but there's so much yeah. that you could become confused, confused. In which case you should just contact, contact us, and we'll get you straightened out. Yeah. So um, my, uh, uh, you can either contact us from either website, their contact us page, or you can get right to us by our email addresses. Mine is Roger No D at thederrieres I didn't think you were going to get that all done. You're, you're <laughs> going to struggle in there for a second. <laughs> Just don't stop talking. Okay, that's the trick. And What's my, your email address? Well, my now? email address is Leo at Three Trails West dot uh, com. Also with no D. Yeah, of course. Boy. Yeah. Hey, but, if you if you go to uh, com. go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and uh, from there you can listen to or download uh, and listen to at your leisure any of our past episodes. That's correct. Uh, preferably while wearing a leisure, leisure suit. suit. That's yes. correct. If you do that, send us a picture, We please. are still waiting for that picture. Yeah. Somebody, right. will, somebody will do it. They'll do it. And you know what else, Leo? What? Uh, you can now, you can find uh, all of our past episodes on Spotify. <gasps> Really? Yeah. And and you can also find it on Stitcher. And Spotify? And, and it's also on TuneIn. And Spotify. You uh, said Spotify. Yeah. And Amazon Music. And Spotify. And also iHeartRadio. Oh, Spotify is a good one. <laughs> yes. I think Spotify and you have a thing going. <laughs> I think I'm, I could say Spotify yeah. real easy. Yeah. That's true. It just kind of rolls off the top. It does. And, it does. And sticks to your microphone. That's uh, <laughs> as our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres. Without the derriers, absolutely. Thank you, Mike, for that. Oh, man. Well, you know what, Leo? I think it's, uh, I believe it's back to you. I think it is, too. Yeah. And I, I found this this band and this song. I don't even remember exactly how I came across it. They've got a, um, the band is called the Stone Coyotes. Okay. All right. And they have a, a kind of a strange connection with this guy named Elmore Leonard. All right. He's an author. Okay. And he wrote, uh, like, Get Shorty, Shorty, Jackie Brown, Out of Sight, you know, some of those things, some of which were made in, into movies, of course. And he walked into the Troubadour at L.A. one night looking for inspiration for a sequel to his, uh, his story, uh, Get Shorty. Okay. And he discovered the Stone Coyotes instead. Wow. They became the model uh, for uh, the uh, adventures of his, his main character, right? The guy named uh, Chili Palmer. 
And uh, he said it was the music I could understand, straight ahead rock and roll with a twang. And and there are good stories going on in the songs. And that's true because the the band themselves, the Stone Coyotes, they hail from uh, Massachusetts. But they tour uh, Massachusetts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For, for a, a Texas-sounding band. I, go figure. They, they tour primarily in Texas. That's where they receive most of their uh, radio airplay. But they're a family group. Actually, it's a husband and wife and and uh, and, a, and the son, and uh, she has written a lot of music. Um, her name is uh, what is her name? I can't remember here. It's um, Barbara Keith. Okay, all right. She's kind of the headline person, but she's been writing music for a long time, and some of her music has been recorded by Tanya Tucker and Barbara Streisand, the Dillard, Melanie. Oh wow! You know, Hank Snow, a lot of people, and, I, and somehow or another, I missed it. I don't know how I did that. But it's a great band. And I, I found this recording they did back in 2008. The Stone Coyotes doing Trouble Down in Texas. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. He was driving west through Beaumont. Heard a story in a bar. It scared him half to death. And he jumped back in his car There's a girl who's hunting cowboys Carving notches in her gun Casualties are mounting Lost count at 21 Your days are numbered If she sets her sights on you There's trouble down in Texas And her name is Betty Lou She was courted by a cowboy down on bended knee. He pledged eternal love, but it was not to be. He left her at the altar, a sweet and blushing bride. Now she is a woman scorned, hell-bent on homicide. Your days are numbered if she sets her sights on you. Trouble down in Texas And her name is Betty Lou Betty Lou Shot as he ran, his mind already working. 
the same If you want to send a postcard Address it, Kathmandu There's trouble down in Texas And her name is That's kind of a take no prisoners yeah. kind of, you know. Boy, jump right up, grab him by the shirt. <laughs> you really do, yeah. man. That's a good one. I believe it is back to you now, Roger. The What's up? Cass County Boys. Wait a minute. You say Cass County? The Cass County Boys. Uh, I found a, a collection called The Best of the Singing Cowboys. Um, they were uh, formed in 1936 in Texas when accordionist Fred Martin and guitarist Jerry Scroggins were staff musicians on a Dallas radio station, WFAA. They were told to fill in airtime between programs and begin performing together. <laughs> Just like that. We need somebody to fill in. Here. So they invited uh, bassist Burt Dodson to join them. At the time, he was playing bass for the Light Crust Doughboys. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And Martin was from Cass County, so they started calling them the Cass County Kids. Gotcha. So they uh, rel- uh, regularly performed on Gene Autry's Melody Ranch radio program and pe- appeared in a lot of Autry's movies. Uh, but Scroggins later went on to sing the theme song for the Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies uh, television program. How about that? Okay. Oh, he's the lead vocal. The lead vocal. Uh, over uh, the, uh, uh, Flat and Scruggs. Scruggs. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So in 1996, the group was inducted to the International Western Music Association Hall of Fame. We know what that's all about. Yeah, we do. So the, this is it's great. It's about those old uh, Western movies. The Cass County Boys doing Which Way'd They Go? <laughs> That's what it says. All day. Hey, we are out of time. We are out of time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we got to figure out where we're going. Uh, Let's see. It is... uh, 
Who's turn? Right. Who's Your turn to throw the dart. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get the map. Go back. It's okay. way in the back. I got it. Okay. Way in the back. Okay, got it. And it's up there. It's there. All right, okay. good. Get the dart. Oh, the dart. Hang on for a second. It's uh, a spoon drawer two. I did. Okay, darn it. <laughs> you little bat. No, what did I say? <laughs> All right, get, All right, the, get in the circle. It's, I'm, I'm here. Ready? I'm, yeah, I'm ready here to go. go. Uh huh. One, two, two, three. Throw the dirt, throw the dirt. Oh, oh boy. Whoa. It's real central. Well, kind of uh, back towards home a little Oklahoma. bit. Oklahoma. Ardmore, Oklahoma. Ardmore. We've done festivals there. We have done that, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get out of here in the morning and go there. And uh, boy, I hope next week is this much fun. Boy, howdy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Leo. Well, uh, we'll do that. And uh, we'll head out there in the morning. Uh, This has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Terriers. (laughs) 